In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, I like to wish you all a very blessed and happy uh, Coptic New Year. And uh, with the New Year, usually, we start a new year also in service, with new classes. The Lord Jesus Christ said to the apostles, don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. So he told them, you should not start your service until you receive power from on high, and then you can start your service and ministry. And they waited in Jerusalem until the day of Pentecost, when they received power from heaven, then they started their ministry. That's why I like to speak with you today about power. Power in the life of Sunday school servant. And when I'm speaking about power, I'm speaking about spiritual power. And a servant should be spiritually powerful. As the Lord said, don't leave Jerusalem until you receive power. So we should be spiritually power. Number one, because we are the image of God after his likeness. And our God is a mighty God, is a powerful God. So as our God is powerful, also we need to be powerful. Also, not only we are created in his image after his likeness, but we are the children of God. And as the children of God, then we need to be powerful because our Father is also powerful. Besides, you are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abiding in you. And the Spirit is the Spirit of might, Spirit of power. So if we have the Holy Spirit in us, also we should be powerful. The Lord told them, you will receive power from on high when the Holy Spirit uh, comes on you. Also, as we read in Acts chapter 4 and verse 33, that the uh, apostles were actually serving uh, in power in four Acts 4.33 and with great power, with great power, the apostles give witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. So we will speak about two points. Number one, what are the sources of power in the life of a Sunday school servant? How we receive this power, how to maintain it, how to invest it. Then what are the manifestations of this power in our life? So these are the two points. What are the sources of power and what are the manifestation of power in our ministry? Number one, the first source is God himself. Because as I told you, God, our God is powerful God. In Psalm 18, 
and verse 1 David says I will love you O Lord my strength I will love you O Lord my strength uh, and during the holy week uh, we chant in uh, thine is the power the glory we say the Lord is my power the Lord is my praise and we say thine is the power which is taken from verse uh, Psalm 118 also in another Psalm 46 1 David says God is our refuge and our power so he's our refuge and our power regarding ministry one of the beautiful verses first Peter chapter 4 verse 11 verse Peter chapter 4 verse 11 Peter says if anyone speaks let him speak as the oracles of God if anyone ministers let him do it as with the ability which God supplies as the ability as with the ability which God supplies uh, actually ability here if you look at the Coptic and at the Arabic means power in, in Coptic as we say gom means power in Arabic through power so uh, maybe the more accurate translation if anyone ministers if anyone serves let him do it as with the power which God supplies with the power which God supplies so we don't serve based on our own power but the power that God actually gave to us why we are serving through the power of God because any other power that not coming from God will vanish like the power of Pharaoh he actually was drowned in the uh, Red Sea the power of Ahab who killed Naboot and Ahab also uh, died and, and, and the dogs licked his blood in the same place where they licked the blood of Naboot Ahithophel he made a big and a powerful conspiracy against David but God dispersed the power of Ahisof Goliath this giant man this young boy David actually was able to kill Goliath because David went relying on the power of God Goliath was relying on his own power so we should rely in our ministry on the power that's working in us the power that's working in us 
as St. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 29 Colossians 1:29. to this end I also labor striving according to his working which works in me mightily works in me mightily with power so each one of us in his service should say the same word words i also labor striving according to what according to his working which works in me might since we are serving relying on the power of god so it is very uh, reasonable to say we will get this power through prayer before we serve before we do visitation in general we ask god to grant us your power and we tell him without you i can not do anything and when actually we ask god for power he will grant it to us simpson after his enemies bound him and made him grind uh, like animals he asked and prayed for power so that god can be glorified and god give him power but we need to ask with faith because with faith as saint james said if you ask while doubting you will not get anything from god but when we ask with faith everything is possible for him who believes and i'm sure you know the story of al muattam this mountain in egypt when uh, they t- were told the christian there is a verse that says if you have faith like mustard seed say to this mountain move from here to there and they prayed asking god for this power and god gave them power and they moved this mountain and if you feel that your faith is weak i like the story in mark chapter 9 when god said to the uh, to the father of the child who was possessed with demons if you believe everything is possible for those who believe so this man examined his faith and found his faith is shaken so he told him i believe O lord help lack the lack of my belief so i believe in my mind because i heard about you but with my heart no i don't believe so i believe with my mind but I, I cannot actually in my heart believe that you can heal my son help the lack of my belief and God actually healed his son so the power comes from God we get it through prayer with faith and also power through the work of the Holy Spirit the work of the Holy Spirit we just mentioned uh, Simpson but Simpson, he lost his power. Do you know why he lost his power? As we read in Judges chapter 16, verse 20, because the Holy Spirit departed from him. So he lost his power. If we 
quench the Holy Spirit in us, or if we grieve the Holy Spirit in us, then we will lose our spiritual power in service. That's why we need to kindle the Holy Spirit all the time. We need actually to live in purity and holiness. So my temple will be worthy to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and thus I will be strong. But if I defile my body and my mind, then the Holy Spirit will be grieved and will be uh, quenched. Also, the Word of God gives us power. St. Paul said about the Word of God, it is alive, effective, and sharper than two-edged sword. When Peter or the apostles were preaching, the Word of God was like arrow pierced their hearts. We hear that the people were pierced into their hearts. This is the power of the Word of God. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, St. Paul, St. John makes a direct link between the Word of God and power. He said, I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. So, the reason behind their strength that the work of God is abiding in them. Humbleness is another source of power. Do you know why? As we read in James 4, 6, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Gives grace to the humble. St. Paul was sick and he prayed three times that God may heal him. And God told him, no, I want you to be sick. Why? So Paul did not rely on his physical health. Especially Paul has had many, many talents, many gifts. So God told him, when you are sick, when you are weak, you will rely on my grace, and my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. My power is made perfect in weakness. When actually we are not humble, this will be like hindrance to the power of God to be perfect in us. But when we acknowledge our weakness and we are humble, then the grace of God will work in us and His power will be made perfect in us. There is a key element here, as St. Paul mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. He said, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Earthen means in weak vessels. So the treasure of the grace of God, we have it in weak vessels. No, our body is weak, our abilities are weak. Why? That the excellence of power may be of God and not of us. The excellence of power may be of God, not of us. 
anytime you rely on your abilities and your wisdom and your knowledge you will fail I'm not saying be ignorant or don't grow in knowledge I'm not saying this but I'm saying don't rely on these things rely on God then the excellence of power will be uh, maybe of God and not of us St. Paul said when I am weak then I am strong means what? when I acknowledge my weakness and admit that I am weak in humbleness then I am strong through the grace of God that's why when God chose disciples he did not choose them from the Pharisees and the lawyers and the scribes although these people were very very knowledgeable very knowledgeable because if he chose the disciples from this group they are self-righteous they would rely on themselves and they will hinder the power of God that's why St. Paul said God chose the weak of the people to put to shame the strong so we need to be humble before God another source of power is the purity of heart the purity of heart when our heart is pure we will see God blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God and when we see God with our inner eyes God is the source of every power so we will be powerful from seeing God and from living with God the last source of power is self-denial uh, and lack of fear self-denial and lack of fear Saint Augustine in his book Confession of Saint Augustine he said I sat on the top of the world when I felt in myself that I don't desire anything from the world and I am not scared of anything of the world usually fear brings bondage fear brings slavery fear brings weakness when we are fear we are afraid then we will be weak that's why my message during the last year of the pandemic be careful but don't be fearful be careful but don't be afraid we need to be strong many people because of the fear they were like paralyzed they don't leave the, their houses they don't move they don't go out no we should be strong with a strong faith yes be careful but don't be afraid with the Coptic year we remember the martyrs the martyrs actually they tried to uh, tempt them with all the pleasures of the world also they threatened them with all kinds of torture 
but they were very, very powerful. You know why? Because they desired nothing from the world. And they feared nothing. They did not fear death. St. Paul in Hebrews chapter 2 said, those who afraid are afraid of death, they were slaves all the days of their life. But our fathers, the martyrs, they don't fear even death. That's why they were powerful. And I'm sure some of you watched the video of the 21 martyrs. And, and you see they, they were actually about to be killed, to be slaughtered. But they were very strong because they were not afraid from their threatening. They were not afraid from even death. That's why they were so powerful in front of the kings and the rulers, the judges. They were powerful more than those who persecuted them. And with the same, we can see it in, in, in monks. Monks and nuns who actually denied all the pleasures of the world. That's why they were powerful in living in solitary life, in living in mountains and deserts, even in living in tombs. They were powerful uh, in their spiritual warfare with the demons. They were powerful in their influence and impact on others. St. Athanasius, this great theologian scholar, he was influenced by the life of St. Anthony the Great. And in his book, Life of Anthony, that was written by St. Athanasius, he considered that pouring water on the hand of Antonius was a great blessing. He mentioned with, with pride, with, with glory, I poured water on his hand. So this great theologian, this great patriarch, was influenced and impacted by the life of St. Anthony. Augustine, who lived a very ungodly and immoral life, one of the things that impacted his life, the life of St. Anthony, when he read the life of St. Anthony, this actually transforming the life of Augustine. That's why we saw uh, kings and, and princes leave the kingdom and leave the empire to live the life of monasticism, like Maximus and Domadius. They were princes. They left the kingdom and lived, you know, because they found in this life more power than the life of the kings. St. Arsene, who was a teacher of the kings and their children, you know, left all of this and he came to live the simple life of monasticism. They found there is power in this life. You read the life of St. Anthony, how the demons tried to scare him, but he was stronger than them. The same happened to St. Macarius. So, those who deny the pleasures of the world, those who get rid of fear, they are not afraid even of death, they are powerful. They are powerful. So what are the sources of power? God himself, prayer in faith, 
the work of the Holy Spirit, the word of God, humbleness, purity of heart, denying the pleasures of the world, and denying the fear, even the fear of death. So, what are the manifestations of power in the life of a Sunday school servant? Number one, a powerful Sunday school servant, this power will be demonstrated in his love, especially in his sacrificial love. We read in the book of songs that love is strong as death, and love doesn't feel. Love is not by words, but by work and truth. The love of a Sunday school servant to his children will be more than the love of a mother to her baby. And he will be willing to sacrifice from his time, from his energy to the others. Like St. Peter said to the Lord, we left all and we followed you. St. Paul in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 8, he said, I lost everything and I consider it rubbish to win Christ. So they left everything and consecrated their life to in, in service. And you can see this love manifested in the letters of St. Paul. For example, in First Thessalonians chapter 2, St. Paul says to them, But we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. Just as a nursing mother cherishes her, her own children. I told you, the love of a Sunday school servant, a powerful Sunday school servant, to his students, will be similar or more than a love of a nursing mother to her children. Listen to St. Paul. So, in First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8, he would say, So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become dear to us. So he's saying, we were willing not only to give you the gospel of Christ, but to give you our own life, to give you our own life, to sacrifice our own life, because you had become dear to us. Verse 11, as you know, how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his own children as a father does his own children. St. Paul, he, he thought of himself as a pregnant mother travail in pain to give delivery to his own children, spiritual children. He said, I travail in pain that the image of Christ will be portrayed in you 
that is the love of a servant to his to his class and this love is a sacrificial love the willing to sacrifice can be because of our love or our obedience to God Abraham God told him go offer your son he said yes because of his obedience to the Lord also the second manifestation is the power of faith power of faith definitely when we are serving we compromise many things you compromise your time you compromise from your money so there are many compromises you compromise from your health going from one house to house ask about people so there are many compromise but you you know for sure that with all what you compromise you are the winner at the end God will bless the rest of your time God bless your health if you compromise from your health so God will bless your money so whatever you're gonna compromise God will reward you hundredfold this faith actually will encourage us to serve more and more powerfully I am not afraid or I am not scared that I'm gonna lose I'm gonna lose my money I'm gonna lose my time no we were serving while we were studying either in college or in, in high school and service actually took time from us in visitation in preparing the lessons in attending servants meeting and attending the prayer meeting and we were committed to all these even during the time of the finals and we know that God will bless the rest of the time and we experience this and we can witness for this that yes we give time to the ministry but never ever affected our time God blessed the rest of the time so this faith that whatever I'm going to compromise or sacrifice for God God actually will bless me hundredfold we experience God does not forget one cup of water you give it to somebody another manifestation of the power is victory especially in spiritual warfare Satan attacks the servants more than the regular people why? because we as servants who are working for the kingdom of God who are snatching people from kingdom of Satan and transfer them to the kingdom of God that's why Satan attacks most of the time the servants, the clergy in order to stop them from taking people from his kingdom and transferring them to the kingdom of God but with all these attacks 
Satan is defeated by the power that we receive from God. If you read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 26, St. Paul says, or let me start from uh, verse 23. He said, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in death often, from the Jews five times, I received four, four stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and day I have been in deep, in journeys often, in pearls of water, in pearls of robbers, in pearls of my own countrymen, in pearls of the Gentiles, in pearls of the city, in pearls of the, in the wilderness, in pearls in the sea, in pearls among false brethren. How can a person endure all of this? How? How a person, you know, five times he was uh, scourged, three times was beaten with rods, one time was stoned, three times in shipwreck. This power, he received power from God in order actually to overcome all these attacks from Satan. That is the power. And did not happen only with, um, with St. Paul, but every faithful servant, God actually empowered him. In our time, we saw how the president of Egypt and the government stood against Pope Shenouda and put him under house arrest and many bishops and many uh, priests and many lay people in prison. And there was a plan just to get rid of all of these. But the power of God reversed everything, reversed everything. That is the power of God. So when we are powerful, this power will be manifested in, in our victory against all this spiritual warfare. You know, I, I have the honor to visit uh, Pope Shenouda while he was under house arrest in the monastery. And we were expecting to find him uh, sorrowful, upset, disappointed. Actually, he was, as usual, very joyful. And actually, he encouraged us and gave us uh, from his spirit peace, and joy, laughter. That's power. This, this power manifest, was manifested in him. Also, a Sunday school servant who is powerful, he has the power of confessing his sins. I am not speaking about just confessing uh, in the sacrament of confession, but if I disappointed one student in my class or if I made mistake, you know, it takes power and it takes courage to go and say, I am sorry, I, I hurt your feeling. It takes power. Uh, St. Augustine, after his repentance, he published his confessions in a book that all his generation read. And until now we read it. Sometimes we like to hide, most of us, I'm the first among you, like to hide our confessions. But here St. Augustine actually wrote his confessions. So 
a powerful Sunday school servant, if he hurts somebody, and all of us we do because we are human beings, we should have the power to apologize and to ask forgiveness without any argument or dispute. Also, I have a power, the power to accept opinions of others if their opinion is better than mine. If two servants serving in the same class. Actually, stubbornness and insisting on my opinion, it's a symbol of weakness and insecurity. They say any controller person, there is deep insecurity. That's why he wants to hold everything in control. So this control from outside comes from weakness inside, the weakness of insecurity. But if I am secure, if I am powerful, then if somebody said opinion better than me, I will accept it. I'm not going to take it personal. That is another manifestation of power. Also, another manifestation of power in self-control. In Proverbs 16.32, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. So self-control. If you can control your anger, you will be better than a mighty man. If you can control your anger. And if you can control your spirit, will be better than a person who can take a city. Self-control. So, as Sunday school servant, we cannot lose our temper easily. We, we have power to control our spirit, our temper, and also to manage our anger. Actually, another control is the control over our minds taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, to control my senses. I cannot see something bad or hear something inappropriate. Control my emotions and my, my, my heart. Control my tongue. As St. James said, if anyone does not stumble in words, he is a perfect man, is able to control the whole body. So, a person who is strong will be able to control himself. Control also his emotions and his instinct. Any temptation from outside, he can actually overcome it easily. Like uh, Joseph the righteous, his master's wife was trying to tempt him. And he was a youth and in a foreign land. So he has excuses to admit, to say, I am weak. But he, he was powerful in controlling himself. And he said, how can I commit this wickedness and sin against God? Even sometimes when people say evil about me or treat me bad, I will not actually repay evil with evil, but I will repay evil with good. I will overcome evil with good. So the, the strong person, you can see how he controls 
his emotions and his uh, desires. Also, a strong person will be very influential. He actually influences others through the Holy Spirit in him. As I said, how the life of St. Anthony influenced Athanasius and St. Augustine, how St. Paul influenced many people, how St. Mary in her silence, although St. Mary did not speak anything, how she influenced the life of, of many of us. So, a strong person will not be affected or influenced by the pressures around him, rather he actually will change the world, will change and influence the world. We saw in our time Pope Krellos. Pope Krellos did not preach or give sermons. Very, very rare when you read a message by Pope Krellos. It's almost we don't have any recorded sermon by Pope Krollos. But his life influenced many, many, many people. And, and many people actually loved the life of monasticism and loved the life of consecration and loved the praises because of Pope Krollos. Before Pope Krollos, the midnight praises just was chanted by the cantor. And most of the people did not know Coptic, did not know the hymns or the, the praises at all. But when the people saw Pope Krollos and how he loved the, the midnight praises, they started to attend with him and gradually they were influenced by him. And now all this revival among the, the, the people in loving midnight praises and the hymns and the Coptic is actually because of the influence of Pope Krollos on, on, on his generation and until now. So strong people will be influential. Also a strong servant will be strong in his preaching. His words will pierce the heart of the people because these words are anointed by the Holy Spirit. He prayed and he asked the Holy Spirit to anoint every single word. In Acts 24 verse 25, we see how St. Paul was speaking before Felix now as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now. When I, I have a convenient time, I will call for you. So you can see, Paul was actually a prisoner, was in chains. But when he spoke with the power of the Holy Spirit, the governor became afraid from a prisoner. Uh, also St. Paul when he spoke about before Agrippa the king, again he was in a chain, a prisoner, and speaking in front of a king. 
you read it in Acts 26, verse 28, Agrippa told him, you almost persuaded me to become a Christian. You almost persuade me to become Christian. St. Peter, one sermon, one sermon, converted 3,000 persons who believed in Christ and were baptized. And if you read the, the, the sermon of St. Peter in the book of Acts chapter 2, he just quoted some verses from the Old Testament and connected them together. So it's not in the philosophy, it's not in the comprehension, it's not in the articulation. It is in the power of the Holy Spirit that anointed every word. For example, if I'm going to read the, the Sermon of St. Peter, just the same sermon, I read it to the people. Does this sermon, or will this sermon have the same effect? The same word. What I'm trying to say, it is not the word or the philosophy in the word that converted the people, but the power of the Holy Spirit in these words that converted the people. So, don't worry about what you are going to say, but make sure what you are going to say in your class is anointed by the Holy Spirit. St. Paul, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he told to them, and I, in verse 1, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Verse 4, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That is the power of, of, of the words. So don't just seek the wisdom of men when you prepare the lesson. Rather seek the power of the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 119, David says, I spoke with your testimony in front of the kings, and I was not ashamed. That is the power, the power of the Word of God. The last point about the manifestation, there is a, a nice story. Let me tell you the story first. Uh, two persons went to fishing, to catch fish. Was a young boy and an adult. The young boy was able to catch many fish, but the man couldn't catch any. So the man went to the boy, asked him, why we have the same preparation, same spot we are catching fish together, why you were able to catch many fish and I couldn't. Even the current of water came to the man before goes to the young boy. So the boy told him, while you were catching, you were standing on the water with your shadow reflecting on, on the water. 
So the fish actually saw your shadow and ran away from you. But for me, I was hiding behind the trees. So the fish did not see me. That's why I was able to catch many fish. So what, what is the, the lesson behind this story? If your shadow or yourself is apparent in front of your class, then this you cannot catch people to Christ. But if you hide behind Christ, hide behind Christ. So Christ is the one who is manifested, not you. You will be able to catch many men. Peter was able to catch 3,000 because he hid himself so Christ will appear. They, they, will glorify, they were glorifying God in everything. As St. Peter said, if anyone serves, let him serve according to the ability, according to the power that God gives, so all power will be rendered to God. When actually we hide behind Christ and his power is manifested, then actually we will be able to catch many fish. So what are the manifestations of power in our life? The power of love and sacrifice, the power of faith, the power of victory over spiritual warfare and diabolic wars, the power of acknowledging my mistakes and apologize and the power of yielding to the opinion of others, the power of self-control and control my emotions and my anger and, and uh, my instincts, the power of influencing others, the power of the word anointed by the Holy Spirit, and the power of disappearing completely that Christ may appear. So, we need to start this year with power. With power, don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. But this power should not be our own power, but the power of the Holy Spirit who is working in us and anointing our way and strengthening us and supporting us in our ministry. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.